0: The podcast. podcast. I am not Theo.
1: I am not Juliet.
0: And we never will be, no matter how hard we try. Right. Uh, (laughs) Theo, how was your week?
1: My week has been fine, and I was so excited when I was unpacking. Like, I'm all done with with unpacking boxes and all that crap. That's great. For the move, yes. So, hooray. And I noticed while I was unpacking that probably every other thing I unwrapped, I was like, oh my God, look at this. Oh my God, look at this. Oh my God. It was like Christmas fucking morning, right?
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. And I realized that everything we bought has been a present I bought for myself. And so I am officially the most selfish person I know. So yeah, it's good. We're all unpacked. We're now having normal life where it's like instead of which box is the frying pan in I can yeah. get to like what do we want for breakfast this morning so that's good oh, and now just sort of waiting for um life to pick up and resume hi covid looking at you what yeah. about you how's your week
0: yeah your
1: week is a I little different. The-
0: a little different because I'm in Arizona. I guess everyone knows that I drove here last Sunday because we did the podcast on Monday last week, which was the day after I drove here. And I've set up my studio and tried to optimize it for sound. So hopefully it sounds a little better than I did last week, but we'll find out. Uh, our engineer will let us know, Sure. Um, other than that, I've just, as usual, been working and hanging out with the dog, uh, letting the dog out in the yard, <laughs> um, doing stuff like that. So that's that's really it. I don't have anything. Oh, I went to the dump. That was the exciting thing. I went to the dump twice to get rid of my. I don't. We don't have because um, we don't live here very much. We don't have garbage. Pick up, so uh. I have to take the garbage to the dump, and I also take the recycling, of course, while I go. So um, that was the exciting thing: is I got to go to the dump and see all the fun things people were throwing out, which was really not fun at all.
1: So it was no, that's very sad. Look at all the rejected <laughs> items from civilization, the things yes. I don't want for my life.
0: All the old pillows that no one wants anymore. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that people throw out, and it really piles piles up in the dump.
1: And then I don't know what happens to it once it's in the dump. I mean, I have my it rots fantasy it where it rots
0: into the water table. I think what? that's what I think. Uh, and then uh, we drink the stuff that was in the dump. So, okay.
1: Yeah. This is no. No, we're rewriting this. That is no, 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 no. no. We did have the,
0: a big thunderstorm last night, though. It was crazy. I didn't text you about it. I'm surprised. Well, I think you might have been asleep. But um, it was uh, we had it was a huge thunderstorm, constant lightning, just constant lightning. It was like strobe lights.
1: That's was cool. Like that I like for, that.
0: For two hours. I've never seen anything like it because we don't have thunderstorms in San Francisco. So um, we don't even have rain anymore. So it's something that's new to me. It was very cool.
1: That is very cool. I wonder if it's uh, related to the hurricane that's getting ready to make oh, landfall. Oh, I don't
0: know. I'm really worried about that hurricane for the people down there.
1: It's a big too. one. That it's is, like
0: almost Category 5 now.
1: For all of our listeners in Louisiana, um, we're going to hope that you guys are super safe.
0: Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Of course, by the time this podcast comes out, whatever will have happened will have, will happen. have
1: happened. Oh, yeah. We might hopefully, have to-
0: you all are okay.
1: I'm gonna remember this because yeah um, if something really horrible happens and that that stay safe will sound like a real jerk comment um
0: It was well intended so it's fine
1: oh I like that and speaking <laughs> oh, yes. of intentions there's oh, our yes. bridge there's our segue into <laughs> our topic our yes. topic for this week.
0: Yes. So earlier this summer, uh, Tina Jones from Philadelphia ordered a cake. I love cake so much. I want a cake. Ordered a cake from a bakery in nearby Bryn Mawr to celebrate a friend's 25th anniversary at the Philadelphia Police Department. So she asked that the cake be decorated with happy 25th anniversary and a copy of the Philadelphia Police badge, which features a banner that says honor, service, integrity. So she went, she got her cake, picked it up. Uh, took it to wherever she was going to celebrate the 25th anniversary of her friend's uh, police career, Uh, was getting ready to share the cake with everyone, and then noticed that the badge on the cake said, Coffee,
1: Corruption, Donuts. Which, you know, as a slogan...
0: (laughs) (laughs) How could you ask for better, really?
1: I mean, coffee and donuts were right there. (laughs) Who doesn't
0: love coffee and donuts? Right. And the police department in Philadelphia you know, one could say it's somewhat corrupt. So,
1: I mean, coming that's from Los Angeles, I'm just going to say point. they're probably amateurs. Like maybe they try to be corrupt, but <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure we have. Them yeah, deep.
0: yeah, yeah. So, so how did this happen? Well, apparently, the graphic of the badge that that Tina gave to the cake maker, the baker, was not clear enough. So, the decorator went to the internet and pulled a clearer badge from online. And apparently, there were over a hundred orders that day.
1: Right. Yes. So she didn't notice the difference.
0: this is a mistake anyone could make.
1: She was very busy. Um, she yep. had a hundred cakes to decorate. And that yep. to me sounds like a nightmare. I've tried to decorate nightmare. one cake and it takes me How like hours. How would you hours. possibly
0: do a hundred cakes in a day?
1: Well, so How? they do have those, let's call it a an inkjet printer, but it's filled with delicious frosting flavors. And oh God,
0: I'm so hungry.
1: So like you put a... A roll of um oh god they, i can think of the name of the cake covering it's fond fondant oh
0: yeah fondant. yeah
1: so it's like sweet sweet paper that you can eat i'm kidding. so hungry mm. and then <laughs> yeah they just print it out and then you cut it you stick it on the cake and and whatever so that's how you decorate a hundred cakes i i imagine um i guess that you rely on would... technology
0: You've... If you go to their website, the bakery, and look at their cakes, they're all like fancy with, with lots of flowers and roses and oh, for fancy sure. it stuff looks, on them. I but mean, I'm sure that the Legitimate media, bakery. Oh yeah, it is, yeah. definitely. And the owner actually said that she blamed the cause of the what I would call overwork expected of the decorator on quote the staffing situation, unquote. Which to me implies that she was blaming COVID.
1: Well, she was blaming COVID. Because everybody who has a staffing situation, you're right. And you go anywhere to get anything. And people who work there will tell you, blah, blah, COVID. Right? So if the grocery store is out of your favorite soap, we're sorry the truck didn't come COVID. COVID. Um, If it takes 20 minutes to get a waiter to come to your table, sorry, we're understaffed COVID. Right? I see. Um, And sure. And I believe it, of course. Right? But it is also a very convenient excuse.
0: Yeah. And if you're having a staffing situation, is it really because of COVID or is it because you're not paying people enough to work during a pandemic? Who knows? I can't say I have no idea what the bakery owner is paying her decorators. Um, But Tina Jones, who ordered the cake, was very upset. She said, I wanted to cry because I'm like, I can't believe they did this. That's so humiliating to put on someone's cake who is serving 25 years and in a not so easy job.
1: Fully agreed with that if it's intentional.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And the bakery offered her her money back. And she said, I didn't want the money back because I knew if I accepted the money back, it was like, okay, what you did. And it wasn't, which to me is like, she's shooting herself in the foot here. She's cutting off her nose to spite her face. As they say, Um, take the money back, girl.
1: Well, I mean, what's not taking the money or, but I That'll sort show of them. Under- going to keep the money. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the, the thing I don't get, right? It it's doesn't like,
0: make any sense.
1: You're not setting yourself up for a situation where you're going to be able to sue them.
0: Well, yeah. I don't know if she was going to go that far, but yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, I see, hear that's
1: you. L.A. knee-jerk reaction is like, is there an attorney sue. involved? <laughs> Can we sue somebody?
0: Pain and suffering. Um, and so the, the owner of the bakery house, which is the name of the bakery, Sandy Stoffer, said that, of course it was an accident and her apology, which I'll read now. And, and this comes from Facebook, which means I might not have all of it because I do not have Facebook. I refuse to have Facebook. I will not have anything to do with Facebook. Anyway, she said, my decorator is beyond upset. She's been crying all weekend. We all have been because it's mortifying from the bottom of my heart. I, and my entire staff deeply apologize. We are truly embarrassed. And are sorry for the hurt this unfortunate mistake has caused. We are not the kind of business that would ever, ever disrespect the police. Everyone should be respected. This was not done on purpose. I have been part of this community for 32 plus years. And there is nothing I would do to hurt anyone. I have the utmost respect for all law enforcement. And so does my staff. We hope you can find it in your hearts for understanding and forgiveness.
1: I mean, that's that.
0: That's yeah. what she said. Um, interestingly, in February, NBC10 Philadelphia did the same thing. They aired the same graphic instead of the real shield. And they quickly apologized, embarrassed, and updated their coverage.
1: Right. And so, um, two thoughts. The yeah. first one is that the Philadelphia Police Department must be really shitty if the first thing that pops <laughs> up is the mockery badge, right, as right. opposed to the real one. Um <laughs> And then the second thing is, um, Ms. Stouffer, which is... Stouffer? Is it Stouffer? Yeah, I think it's it is. Okay. I want it to be Stouffer because it's that there's that the Mrs. Cakes. Stouffer's frozen food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not who she is.
0: Uh, speaking of the cake design and you're talking about it being the first thing that turns up on Google, why would a cake design spoofing the police badge like this even exist? Are the police not our friends and those we turn to to protect our lives and property? Well, of course the police are not everybody's friends. If you've broken a law or you appear suspicious or on someone else's property, for example, you can't expect the police to be friendly to you. However, you should be able to expect them to behave lawfully and without unnecessary violence. At least that's my opinion. Um, In the past few years, questions about police corruption, particularly brutality have arisen more and more frequently. Police brutality is defined by, I feel like I'm writing a, um, A school essay, police brutality is defined by Amnesty International as various human rights violations by police, which could include beatings, racial abuse, unlawful killings, torture, or indiscriminate use of riot control agents at protests. I think that's interesting that that's included as police brutality, the um, indiscriminate use of riot control agents at protests. It seems like there's been some of that happening in protests lately. Um, So I think Amnesty International, I know that Amnesty International actually says, that the United States police departments, not one U.S. state complies with international law and standards on the use of lethal force by police.
1: Isn't that so, just horrifying? I mean, it's terrible to know that I mean, it really amnesty international. Yeah, what, I believe them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I even went to look for specific data around police brutality in the U.S., uh, to, f- to figure out where we were and, you know, what kinds of statements I could make on this podcast without getting in trouble. And the first thing I found was an article in Nature which discussed how little data has been available and how difficult reliable data has been to find, and therefore how challenging it is to create public policy which is supported by the data. So as a result, um, around the time of the deadly shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, and the death by chokehold of Eric Garner in New York in 2014, government officials, academic researchers, and media outlets have launched data collection projects to better understand the frequency of police violence and the risk factors that contribute to it so i have a bunch of statistics um, that not too many but some that i will i will uh, tell you about but in the meantime is there anything you want to say
1: always you know (laughs) there's always something i need to say or want to say please (laughs) i'm I'm gonna say no rambling on um, there's there's stuff that will we'll come back to so when we come get up with to the, yeah Right, stuff I'll come up with later <laughs> I'll have future things to say but right now I have nothing to say we could just right. edit this down to know
0: so let's talk about the resulting data um, that has been collected so far um, since the the police brutality numbers seem to start going up. Um, What we found out is that about a thousand civilians are killed every year by police in the United States. Black men are two and a half times more likely than white men to be killed by police. And those who are killed are twice as likely as white people to be unarmed, which is surprising to me. In 2019, black people were 24% of those killed by police despite only being 13% of the population. So that's maybe more than almost twice what you would expect Um, And according to the website, mappingpoliceviolence.org, levels of violent crime in a given city does not determine the rates of police violence. So um, I think Detroit is our most violent city and St. Louis, Missouri was surprisingly to me is our second most violent city, but those are not necessarily the cities where police violence
1: is most prevalent. Is that violence per capita or? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> we can just say for, with 100% certainty that Detroit is the most violent city and St. Louis is the second most violent city. I've never been As to Detroit. 2020.
0: Detroit is actually not that bad. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that great, but it's, it's got its definite positives. It's got a nice art museum. Uh, parts of it are pretty. I've been there once, so I can say that. <laughs> I love Nicole Curtis's
1: show where she runs around and saves homes in Detroit, so... Um, I
0: bet that's fun. When I was there like 10 years ago, that's what I wanted to do. Because there's so many houses for practically nothing that you could buy.
1: For Yeah. I don't think anymore. Very close to nothing. But then, you know, they require $200,000 worth of repair. Um, But even then, that'd be okay. Just never would find anybody to buy it right now. Um, Right. But Detroit's going to come back, even though I've never been there. I believe in you, Detroit. My friend Kristen's from there. So I have to say We
0: believe in you. Brent's from near there. So... All right, um, so the relatively limited available data that I was talking about makes it difficult to understand what the most effective strategies might be to prevent police brutality. So as you might suspect, carrying out disciplinary action against police officers, let alone firing them, is extremely difficult in the United States. Police unions are very protective of police officers, some may say necessarily, and in many states, a bill of rights for law enforcement officers protects personnel from investigations into misconduct whatsoever. So only 7% of killings by police from 2013 to 2020 have resulted in officers being charged with crime. And I think of the 1,000 people, actually a little more than 1,000, maybe 1,100 people that were killed by police in 2020 or 2019, I think only one officer was, was um, convicted. So... Officers who somehow manage to be fired for misconduct are often rehired, and officers with a history of shooting civilians seem to have an influence among those officers close to them, as they are more likely to shoot civilians as well. So while we don't know for sure what the most effective ways of present preventing police brutality are, there are a number of methods that have been proposed. For example, state agencies could keep track of police officers' disciplinary histories like they do now with doctors. So I think they could probably do something like license um, police officers. And then if they do too many nasty things, take away their license. Um, we could I end qualified think that's a great idea. Yeah, let's do that. Um, we could also unqualified immunity, which prevents officers from being successfully sued for abuse of power or misconduct. We could require the wearing of body cameras. This is still uh, a minority in the U.S., uh, officers who wear body cameras in uh, the, the various cities and, and locales. We could provide more de-escalation and implicit bias training. And uh, we could ban chokeholds, which may or may not be um, required. And we could transition responsibility for issues that do not require an armed response, such as homelessness, drug abuse, and mental illness, to other agencies with expertise in such issues. And I read, and I didn't read all of the articles, so I'm not 100% sure on how this actually works, but I read that in Berkeley, they are taking away trafficking, um, tra- trafficking, traffic violations from the police and giving it to a special unarmed sort of branch of the police,
1: which was the. to that's me. True. But also a great idea. Um, Absolutely. I haven't told James this, but the other day I I Uh was driving, and Uh next thing I knew, there was a police officer behind me with the siren going. And so I pulled over to the side of the road to let the cop pass, which is what you're supposed to do. And instead, he parked right behind me. He parked behind you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. What did I do? I had what zero idea. I, yeah, I don't know, I was driving my car through downtown. What could I be doing, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, he came up, and I did that thing where it's like, okay, you keep both hands on the steering right. wheel, right? right? And this right. is going to be fine because you know, you're hey, a white guy. Right. What are
0: you going to worry about?
1: Um, well, white guy, but cops tend to not love me. I don't.
0: Oh, I don't know why.
1: It's changed as I've gotten older. I will say that. So when I was younger, oh, cops good. didn't love me. Um. And so, anyway, he um, he came up and he gestured for me to roll down the window, and I did. And then he said, "So, what part of California are you from?" And I was uh, like, "Is this cop flirting with me? Why? What? <laughs> what? How does he know? What? Right?" And I had that whole yeah. thing in my head where it's like. Do I have a California license plate on my car? No, I don't. I, of course I don't. Yeah. I'd rolled through a stop sign and his joke was, you know, oh. oh, California rolling stop.
0: California roll. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, okay. Yeah. I guess. That's funny. So,
0: Did you tell him what part uh, of California you were from? Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> and I made sure that I said Long Beach and not L.A. Because usually I'll say like L.A. just so people have like a geographic thing. Right. Yeah. And I said Long Beach because everybody hates people from L.A. And I went the cop to Habe. It's like, okay, he no. hasn't arrested me yet. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's funny. Did he laugh?
1: Uh, No, no. But okay. he was very, yeah. very, very nice. Uh, oh, and good. Like I said, this is a new thing for me with police interaction. Because usually in the past, they haven't been. And oh. uh, I will say that, I don't know. I'm making it a long story. He did gave me a warning. Yippee.
0: Oh, good. Yay. Congratulations. You don't even need to tell James then.
1: So, yes, once again, I've exercised my superpower to make your story about me.
0: So I have a couple of, of links for people that are interested in more information on police brutality and, and um, uh, what we could do to improve it. Uh, you go to CampaignZero.org, where they have some really cool graphics. And to find out where your representatives stand on police violence and to ask them to take action or for more cool graphics, go to PoliceViolenceReport.org. That's my information on police violence. Uh, i just got to say. shouldn't do it.
1: Talking about police violence makes me very nervous and uncomfortable. I don't like the thought that it's a real thing that happens. I don't like the thought that people who put their lives on the line to make sure that I have a nice, safe life um, get unfairly criticized. There's good cops, there's bad cops, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yes. But, yeah, for sure, there's also... Things that happen within an institution that become part of the culture. And the Philadelphia Police Department definitely had a good handful of years from like 66 to I think 1976, where yeah. it was a sort of open reign on like yeah. the cops are in charge. We're in charge of ourselves.
0: Yeah. I had forgotten about that.
1: Yeah. And so. Um, and because it's not something that I really have ever had to deal with. I mean, I've never had to deal with the fear of police brutality. I've had to deal Uh with the fear that, like, oh, the cop's going to pull me over because, you know, I'm a guy in a car driving by myself fast at 3 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, good reason to pull somebody over. Um, And I'm saying that sincerely. Um, Yeah. But even in all of that, I've never had... To worry about, like, is the cop gonna hit me?
0: Right, right. I mean, I've, I've been more let worried alone about anything it bigger than that. Yeah, but I think only because of all of the news has it become more of a concern to me. Um, but really, just growing up, I never had it really felt I had anything to fear from the police whatsoever. I mean, I didn't like it when they pulled me over and I was nervous, but I never sure. felt that they would be doing anything to me that would be, um, you know, other than giving me a ticket. Right. So I'm I was never that way.
1: worried about being framed. Like, oh, that no. cop's going to plant drugs in my car, right? Because the drugs oh were God. already there. You have to plant <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. And, and that's why talking about police brutality just starts to make me like oh, a little nervous. I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I am aware that police officers are human beings and... Just like doctors, nurses, firefighters, you have good ones, you have good human beings, and yes. you have bad human beings. And
0: I did read, I think in that Nature article that I mentioned earlier, um, that uh, someone made the remark that the problem with racism is not uh, the problem with police racism. It's a problem with racism in society, which is reflected in, the, in by police, which makes sense. You know, we, we do definitely have a problem with racism in the U.S. And it would make no sense whatsoever to expect the police to have no racism at all. Um, at the same time, we do expect them to behave lawfully and legally. Uh, so keep that in mind, police. Thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you. Um, I don't want to say thank you for your service because that just sounds so trite. But like, I've been well aware my entire life that when I go to work, odds oh, right, I'm not going to get shot. Yeah. Right? I know when I leave the, the house in the morning, I'll be coming back, barring, yeah. you know, crashing elevators and bullshit like that. Um, right. And that's not true for police officers. And so right. lo- loads of respect for the job. Um, and I probably in saying all that because later I'll say something sort of snarky and mean about cops. And so okay. you know, just putting it out there now, total respect. When I'm thinking about it and then when I'm sort of unfiltered, who knows what will say. Yeah. Um so yeah, however, you and I as two people who are very liberal and we're not necessarily great fans of policing in general, uh-huh. right? Um with experiences with cops, um we even now are like, but they're nice and we like him, man. So when <laughs> when the bakery house, the bakery in Philadelphia printed out this or sold a cake which had a rather insulting logo on it. When they say, "Oh my gosh, we are so sorry," I believe them.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: right. I yeah, I don't unbelieve them. Don't think it was. X believe them or disbelieve. Yeah. You pick. I mean, which Why of those would they three do
0: words. that to their own business anyway? Why would you they do would something that would put your business at Do that to their, their own
1: business? <laughs> no. As um, as Stacy said. Uh, whose last name is not Stouffer, but she is the owner of the bakery House. Um, they'd been in their community for 32 years. And she also um, mentions, this will be from Stacy directly, many of our customers are members of the police force and our staff has family members in the police and veterans mm-hmm. of the armed forces. We respect their sacrifices and value everything they do for the community. Um, so I totally believe this is an honest mistake. I do sort of am going to call BS on NBC universal when they put up an infographic as you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. I kind of feel like there's a lot of hands involved in news production. And one of those hands might've been like, F you cops, give me a speeding ticket. I'll show you. (laughs) Interesting. I I think, right. Um, I've made that up and it sounds, sounds all right to me, but what I'm finding interesting in this is that the police department was quick to accept the apology from NBC, right? Oh, that's good. But haven't seen anything about the bakery house where the cops uh, say, oh, clearly this was a mistake. And so... Uh, well, they
0: did actually. Didn't they say something like, um, we understand that this was a mistake, but it it uh, can impact our ability to do our jobs well? Oh, did or, they? I know, missed can, that. I
1: looked for. Yeah, something. can
0: impact the respect that others have on our on our our whatever organization. Uh,
1: I wonder if it was that, or if that's from the NBC, because um, here's be. here's why I'm circling around this point and not landing, because uh-huh. I need drum roll, please. <laughs> that's a drum roll. Um, lazy writing 2021 continues. Oh, God okay. is completely having fun with me. So. When NBC put up a graphic that had some mocking language in it directed towards the Philly Police Department, Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw said Uh. Thursday uh, in a Twitter statement, earlier tonight on NBC Philadelphia News broadcast, an inappropriate insulting graphic of the PPD shield was shown during a story related COVID-19 deaths of city employees, including five of our officers. That is tragic and that is horrible. So we'll just pause on that. Uh, She went on to say, I want to thank NBC10 for the quick correction, dot, 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 and apology. We certainly understand mistakes happen as we are all human beings. However, mistakes such as these can tear away at our legitimacy and can also diminish the work of our employees who risk their safety every day to provide hashtag honor, integrity and service to our great city. Um, So cool. I like that uh, she came forward and accepted their apology. And I wasn't able to find anything quite so straightforward for the bakery house, and so what
0: was the bad writing?
1: Oh, well, you know how I am about names, right? Yes. Like when Doctor Guard, thats the first one that comes oh, to mind.
0: Oh, oh, you mean God was doing bad writing? Oh, yeah, okay. I yeah. thought you meant there was somebody had written. So, okay, literally, oh, the I was Police chief literal. outlaw. Her last name yeah. was outlaw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's the police commissioner. Like, gotcha. was nobody paying attention to the script? <laughs> That's funny. It's it's like, it's so not oh, just, oh, I love it when that happens. And it also drives me insane. Um, it's like, <laughs> God, you're showing your hand. You're really not paying attention. Um, so, yes. And then because when you proposed this topic, right? And I just saw the title, I was like, oh, a bakery that created a cake that said something snarky, and now they're getting a lot of flack, right? And I immediately went to the other realm of like, oh, those religious bakers that won't do a cake for a gay wedding because they're in, and that's fine. But so this bakery that does, and that's not what was happening at all. It seems to have been a very honest mistake. But because I needed more from the story than, oh, it's an honest and sincere mistake. (laughs) Overworked. The kind of pointing a finger at COVID, right? But okay, fine. Um, I did a little Twitter investigating, which means I was on Twitter, right? And so I will say that this is not the first time that the bakery house has been mentioned by the press. On TV? Really? No, yes. They were mentioned on November 17th, 2020, when Stacy's wife, Kelly. Oh, interesting. Tweeted the Way Too Early show on MSNBC a photo of their dogs in front of the TV set watching MSNBC. And they got a mention by, I've already forgotten the host name, Casey. I forget what her last name was. And so. Oh, you're not a true MSNBC aficionado, I'm then. I'm not. I, no. Oh, I'll shame on you! You're going to have, have to give back <laughs> your liberal card immediately. I don't um,
0: watch
1: TV. So, so Stacy's wife Kelly is on Twitter and uh-huh. uh, active enough, but I mean, she's active in that cute way that people are, where it's like, phones yeah. to my dogs, and hi to my favorite newscasters." <laughs> so she tweeted one of her. Not favorite newscasters now. Uh, one oh. of the newscasters at six ABC in Philly, uh, the news station that reported this very important cake baker makes mistake news flash,
0: uh-huh, right?
1: Because uh-huh. you know there's no real news happening in Philadelphia. Right. Let's let's talk right. about this bakery, this um, cake, and and she says to. Jacqueline, who's the reporter who had tweeted out the story. My wife and I just received a very disturbing email. It states that our home address will be posted in the hopes that protest will ensue there. We are devastated. We are terrified. We cannot apologize enough for this humiliating mistake. Please, we respect the police completely, followed by a second tweet. Jacqueline, Sandy and I have been personally threatened. You told us you believed us and that you saw the sincerity in Sandy's eyes as you spoke to her. Please stop reposting this story, right? And then a third tweet, and now we've received an email calling Sandy and I every awful name there is and threatening to post our home address so people can come to our home. Please stop running this, right? Fair enough, because I'm going to say a lot of the reporter's stories get like, Six likes, nine likes. This one got 5,000. Wow. And that attention, as we both know, can make you do crazy things. That's right. Like asking for more. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I'm just going to say, is this really a news story?
0: Yeah. I
1: mean. I'm going to
0: say not really.
1: We lived through the Somewhere Trump era where democracy was being threatened from the right? inside. The calls coming from inside the house. What
0: about climate change? Where's the news, is, news, is, where's the news is about the climate crisis? You know, that. The, uh, is- <laughs> <laughs> the
1: news is, is nowheres.
0: <laughs> there should be more news is about it. <laughs>
1: there should be more news.
0: <laughs> Not about stupid cakes
1: um things yeah actually you know matter. this is this is just one of those things like i have fucked up at work surprise right and i have been embarrassed by my mistakes at work oh hell yeah they do not make yeah. the news
0: yeah no, didn't and make some news. of them were pretty big oh <laughs> some of them were big mistakes this poor bakery that were how did it even get to the news? So, uh, so what oh. do you think happened? So these people got the cake and they they saw this cake and they're like, "This is really rude." I'm calling TV News Ten or whatever. Is that, how it that got is on the news? Exactly That's... what
1: happened? I think so who that, would ever
0: think to well, do that?
1: Let's say benefit of the doubt, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh-huh. create a story where everybody's the hero. So uh-huh. the cake is being made by somebody yeah. who's overworked because COVID, and everybody's ordering right. cakes, right? So of course, so she had a hundred cakes to decorate. That's a lot. As we both said that, no, I would never do it. You would be getting a blank white cake and that would be that. And a a bag of frosting to decorate yourself. Have a nice day. (laughs) Um, So cool. And she prints out a badge and fine. Sure. I'm going to believe her that she didn't have a chance to read it. Whatever. Fine. You laser printed it out, stuck it on the cake. Boom. You're done. And then you give it to the customer and the customer takes the cake and gives it to their friend and their friend opens it up and is getting ready to take it into the room to share with all the other people in their department and you as the customer notice what the cake says. And you say, this is awful. And somebody snuck this in because we create stories about events that we don't know anything about. And and your immediate go-to is this was done on purpose, not, oh, This was a mistake. Yeah. Right? Um, Yeah. Because that's the dumbest fucking thing. If somebody did it on purpose. Yeah. What? You know? So, cool. And then as a customer, you're upset and you've already decided since everybody hates the cops that this was done on purpose and you're not going to let this little, you know, shitty attempt at humor to go by without pointing a finger at somebody. And so you go and you have a discussion with them and then they say it's a mistake. And then you're so mad that it's like, you know what? No, it wasn't a mistake. You did it on purpose. You're lying liars who lie. I'm going to tell on you. And then you go to the press.
0: Yeah. Okay. I see.
1: I'm sure exactly what happened. Um, I would
0: never go to the press with that. This wouldn't even occur to me to go to the press. And then if I press. wore the press, I would laugh. I wouldn't make a big deal out of it and put well, it on the news.
1: And so the interesting thing in all did. of this, because for me, this is just very much like a non-event, non-story, non except like, oh, okay, maybe maybe there's some discussion about the First Amendment that could be had or freedom of speech or whatever. Um, uh, but really, that's not even it here. It's just somebody no. fucked up at work and it was a, an right. honest mistake. Um, right. they I mean, I'm going to say something now, and I apologize in advance for saying this, but they are lesbians, and I have never met a lesbian who did not adore the police.
0: <laughs>
1: I know I'll that it's a you. broad brush, but <laughs> I am going to pick it up, and like Picasso, I'm going to paint a face. Yeah. Um, so I I for sure believe this was an honest mistake.
0: I believe it was an honest mistake. I don't think they would do that. I, I don't think they would do that to their own business.
1: No, and I don't think I don't think a cake decorator would get out her political beliefs on a cake and anticipate keeping her job.
0: Especially if you're decorating a hundred cakes, like who has time when you're decorating a hundred cakes to find some bullshit thing on the internet and yeah. swap it out for the thing you're supposed to do? Nobody,
1: nobody. So, yeah, and the reason yeah. I went into their Twitter wasn't like I've got nothing to do today. It was more like. <laughs> Are they like really maybe politically radical people and maybe they're no, it's it's, it's just a nice gay couple puppies and rainbows. You know, yeah. I mean, the least although I'm not a fan of puppies, but really kind of the least offensive things out there. <laughs> I have one that's not fine.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, shall we talk about rating the apology, or do you have more more to say on the on the um, event itself?
1: Sadly, I don't have more to say. Well, <laughs> could make stuff up, but that's where we're at that's now. Okay. I'm <laughs> making stuff up, right? Um, I mean, I it's, think we're good. It's I think more it's than like good. a good time I'm,
0: to rate the apology. Whoops.
1: I'm what do you think the, the apology deserves? deserves? Well, okay, so I, yeah, I have an easy one. It, for me, it's a seven. It's uh, it's yeah. a straightforward. It I agree. Better than average. It's very sincere. Yep. Um, she does She does post the apology in a couple of different places. And yep. the thing that I'm finding interesting is there aren't a lot of snarky comments on Yelp or Google. They're highly oh, rated good. on Yelp. They're highly rated oh, on Google. Uh, okay. I was anticipating a lot of like right wing. The worst cookie I ever yeah. had, which I didn't buy. Those? Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, they were I going to come it through like, it unscathed.
0: It seems sincere. I think there was a there was an explicit apology. Um, they did try to blame COVID, though. And they didn't address how the bakery would try to prevent mistakes like that in the future, like doing Ooh. a double check by a second party before sending the cake out to the customer. So that's why I give it a 7 and not like a 10 or whatever. But overall, I think it was fine. I think it, it's a solid 7.
1: Wow, And I would buy a cake and- from them. I are, like, on the same planet, except for Michael Shannon. Um,
0: (laughs) And Donna Tart.
1: Well, okay, but she hasn't apologized because she doesn't need to for anything. Oh,
0: yeah. She should apologize for her terrible writing. All right, so Who's Sorry Now? Do you have a Who's Sorry Now this week?
1: I don't. Oh, no. What's this segment you're springing on me? (laughs)
0: This is a brand new segment we've only had for 52 very <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with. <laughs> I can tell you about mine and maybe during that time you can think of okay, one. Okay, cool.
1: I'll, so, I'll have one. Yeah.
0: Okay. So when I was young, um, in my early 20s, I worked at a um, an organization. It was like, what do you call it? Like executive suites where they would lease out um, offices to people like... Um, tailors was one or lawyers who didn't who worked on their own and didn't um want to have a whole building to themselves and stuff like that so they um i worked for this company and and across the hall was the management organization that owned the executive suites and they would occasionally get calls for us and they would transfer them over and i knew the secretary over there um Obviously, because we would occasionally hang out, and I um, was—I think I was office manager or something at the time—and I was answering phone calls at one point, and we got a call um, from whatever her name was, uh, the secretary at the um, at the management company, saying, "I have uh, Mister Smith on the phone, and he'd like to talk to you about whatever." So uh, I'd been having a bad day, and so I kind of rolled my eyes and I said, "Great," and then. I heard Mr. Smith, and it turned out that she was not transferring him to me, but he was actually on the line at the same time, and he heard me say that, and he was a really nice man who we had worked with many times before, and he never came back.
1: Wow. So,
0: I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. I don't know what caused me to say that. I didn't dislike you. I was not unhappy. I, I was just in a bad mood. And that's all. And I was young and dumb. And so I'm very sorry. I hope that you found a better executive suite.
1: Yeah, I did. (laughs) Any executive suite would be better than that one. Where you're a nice customer who's never done anything.
0: Oh, poor man. He was really sweet.
1: (laughs) Oh, great. I have to deal with a nice person now.
0: (laughs) I need someone who matches my energy. Not him. Yeah. Damn. So that's that's my who's sorry now.
1: I had do the we need same to pause job. for a
0: while. You did?
1: I did. I worked for an executive suite for six months and I didn't it know was that. quite a learning experience. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I was just one of those jobs. It was like a job in between jobs. It's like, oh, I right. need to do something. We just moved to Dallas. I can't find a job. I'll do this uh, until I find something. Um, and then I found something It just took six months. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, later. It's yeah, sure. Not, has nothing to do with this podcast other than you were just talking about executive suites and my superpower kicked in. Oh, I worked (laughs) in one. Me, 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 me. I, 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 me.
0: Well, you learn a lot there about what assholes people are, but you learn a lot about that at any job.
1: I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have uh, a who's sorry now, and so I am sorry now, and I was thinking about baking and decorating and cakes, and I don't have a cake story. I do, but it doesn't involve decorating. So my friend, whose name I won't mention, but is a really good cook, made some gingerbread mm-hmm. cookies one Christmas Yum. and uh-huh. decorated them with penises and vaginas.
0: <laughs>
1: she made X-rated gingerbread cookies. And good. they were, I mean, they looked good, right? Like, yeah. it was yeah. like kind of cool, even though it was sort of X-rated. I mean, it was sort of, it was. And yeah. she took a picture of them because she was like, I'll never do this again. And how fun. And then uh, she made postcards out of them. Remember those (laughs) days when you could go and take a photo and they would turn it into a glossy postcard for you?
0: You can still do that, either. And then
1: she put um, in gold script, Santa Claus is coming. (laughs) Hey, coming out of clever spelling. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. So I sent some out as my Christmas card. To some family members because I did? thought it was funny yeah I thought it was funny I was like oh this is great and um I got a call oh, from a family no. member I didn't send out 25 right I, just, <laughs> I sent out like two. Oh
0: my god
1: and I got a call from one of them and oh, um and she was not happy with me
0: oh my she god she did not
1: see the humor in it at all
0: <laughs>
1: and neither did her postman
0: <gasps> oh boy
1: yeah who hand delivered it to their house oh, wow. yeah and so um to that relative who is a listener this is your surprise apology even though at the time Aww. i said oh my god i'm so sorry i thought you would think it was funny i did think Think you would think it was funny, but it was more that I thought it was funny. It's, ha, ha, ha.
0: <laughs> I can see that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hysterical. And I was like, man, you know, and I didn't think, I didn't really, I just didn't think is what it yeah. is. Like, yeah. this is funny. Never, never stopped to think about all the hands that Christmas card passed through to get to my aunt's house. And oops, <laughs> <laughs> we can leave that in. All right. We, we don't serenade. know what to add. Exactly. No. Um, and so anyway, yeah, so that's, that is my apology. I, while well, I apologized at the time I was following form, I didn't mean it. And now I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, not funny Theo. So That is funny. I think. I thought so too. And I still do, but I am sorry about it. That's as a more mature adult, I can now. You'll look put it back. inside an envelope at least. No. Oh, you mean when I do it again? You
0: would. Yeah, when you do it again next time, you'll put it inside oh, an envelope. I would
1: never. I would <laughs> take a photo and I'd email it.
0: <laughs> Here's your Christmas email. Oh, man. All right. No, Is that I guess it that's for it? this week? No. We're good.
1: All no. right. Cool. Oh, um, well, actually, yes, we do. Uh, we'll add, tag yeah. us on. So everybody who uh, who's stuck around this long, we are approaching our end of season okay. one Yay. and starting a season two. Our so, seasons
0: apparently are a year long.
1: Yes. When, well, so is it, will, will we go to 52 or stop oh, at yeah. 50? Oh, yeah, is it 50? Right. Um, so we have to decide we the coin. that. We will Well, just let Brent decide for us.
0: Okay, um, Brent will decide for us.
1: He'll decide for us. Should we do 50, which is a nice number, and then it comes 100 and 150, and it's like, oh, okay, great. Season one, two, three. Or do we do it every after every 52 episodes? Um, and so that, but we're having an award show where we will be giving out awards. So to ourselves, to ourselves, and <laughs> to the best script writers, and yes. the best co hosts, right? And the, the best, best podcast. <laughs> Right. Perfect. So we know we're going to sweep all those, but then also, you know, <laughs> like, um, you create ten, I create ten, Brett creates ten awards, and we'll just give them away. So you know, not only your favorite episode, but maybe um, the
0: dumbest apology or something,
1: or the one that made you change your mind about a subject right. or a person, right? For good or right. evil. Um, <laughs> what's what's another one? I don't know. The one that you thought the was going to be boring and turned to be the most fascinating, right? Right. Um, The apology that never should have been given or, yeah, the best, the worst, all that, of course. But We'll do that. But surprise ones. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll have that and then we will quickly move on (laughs) to season two. So we'll start talking about our award show and hyping that up.
0: All right. Sounds great. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, We hope you have a great week and we'll be back in seven days. Yay double yay bye bye everyone